From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged for June 3rd, 2008. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined as always by my good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, Julie Martin has part two of her segment on Disney weddings. Kevin Close will have a review for us this week of Restaurant Marrakesh at the Moroccan Pavilion at Epcot. And we have the top news stories on the Diz, including a report from our own Wild Oscar, who attended the World Science Festival last week. All that plus roundtable rapid fire and your emails in this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, we do have uh, some housekeeping to get to. We have some prizes to give away. Yay, finally. <laughs> I did choose two winners at random uh, for April and May. Okay. Now, the first one is Chris Lindquist from New Jersey, and he chose number 33. Number 33. I do not have these programmed into the magical box <laughs> just yet. The prize matron. I promise you next week. I, I, the prize matron. <laughs> I promise you next week. The prize matron will be will be operational for that. But uh, let's see. Number thirty three. We did add some envelopes to allow for this. Three days, two nights at Vistana. Yeah, Sheridan Vistana. Very nice. We can, Chris, that we can Chris. do that. That's all you get. <laughs> Sit down. And then our next winner is Sherry Reaney from Pembroke Pines here in Florida, and she chose number 19. Number 19. What would be in number 19? Three days, two nights to Gaylord Palms. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's for you. That's all you get. (laughs) And then our last one, um, from our very last show that we did before Bob passed, uh, our friend Gibson He's the young man who did the drawing for us a mm-hmm. while back. He chose number five. Number five for Gibson. He gets three days, two nights, the Swan Dolphin. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so we have just pretty much covered all the hotels. Congratulations. <laughs> That's all you get. Uh, cool. Congratulations, guys. Good prizes. It's amazing that you guys all picked hotel stays because there's really not an awful lot of hotel stays in there. Yeah, really. So, uh, Do you I, want you, me to put the car back in the garage? Huh? The car prize. Oh, this is not the Price is Right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so that's cool. Finally, get to give give away some prizes. Congratulations! Congratulations, everyone! everyone. Um, anything else we have for housekeeping? I do. I have a housekeeping. Housekeeping. We received a very big box. It's like the hate speech against maids. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it reminds me of Tommy Boy when they're in the hotel. <laughs> reminds me every time I go to a hotel. Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping. We received a very large box of stuff from one of our listeners. I'm going to let Kevin read the letter while I give out the goodies. Indeed. This is from Crazy Disneyman Chris in Indianapolis. Chris came to our Gaylord Palms meet. Uh, podcast gang, recently you spoke about the Indianapolis 500 on one of your podcasts. I was shocked that you did not know a lot about it. <laughs> Were you really shocked? Okay, really shocked. <laughs> How long have you been listening to the show? After meeting Will at the podcast meet on May 4th, we discussed the fact that he encouraged me to act. Oh, wait, we discussed this fact and he encouraged me to act. So I decided to send you an Indy 500 care package so that you two can celebrate the Indy 500 just like we do in Indianapolis. An educational care package. I have sent some some party supplies and your own gift packs to help you celebrate the race with us. <laughs> There's some checkered flags. We and have checkered some flags checkered and plates. matching plates and napkins. I know that. Why we'll, are you handing all this to me? Because <laughs> I don't want it. Here, take it. Oh, if I had a I know camera. that Will will be up here this year, but at least you could watch it in Orlando and have a great time. I hope you enjoy your treats and watching the race. I have included a bag with no name, as Bob has left us. Please share this with Diana or whoever you would like to give it to. Thanks. He just keeps handing the stuff to me. <laughs> well, that has your name on it. We have little oh, individual oh, bags see, okay. with everyone's name on it. He put a lot of time into this. Really there are did. little stickers. This... And and we, we got it before the race, but we didn't have a podcast before the race. So Yeah, Will was, uh, Will was out in Indiana for that. Will's not. Will's not usually here when we record on Mondays because he has uh, he has school. But that's what he tells you. 
Well, he really did put a lot of work into this. He did. These yeah. are great little bags. They have our names on them, and they have little flags. I feel like I'm checkered. at a birthday party. Yeah, like a little goodie bag. Where's the kazoo? Little checkered flag <laughs> stickers on them, and we're all opening our stuff. Okay, I see my favorite thing: chocolates. <laughs> there are dub chocolates in here. Yay! Very cool. And I know those don't have Very anything cool. to do with the Indianapolis 500. We got Indianapolis 500 cups and bumper stickers. No, only with the gay Indianapolis 500. We could throw a party with all this stuff. The dub chocolates <laughs> come from. Very cool. Thank very you cool. very much for that. We appreciate that. That is really nice. That is really nice. I like the streamers. A lot of time and effort. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you time to the end. You can have mine. <laughs> He's going to go home and have his own little party with streamers. Here, pass these out too. We got. Checkered flags for everyone. <laughs> take them. <laughs> you have to take it. It's not going back to my house. Oh. It's good for poking people in a crowd. <laughs> Corey's got it sticking out of the back of his hat. Here, put these. Uh, we should save all. Yeah, all the flags for Will. It's very nice. Very thoughtful. Thank you so much. For Thank that. you, Chris. Thank you very much. Chris is a good friend of the podcast. Very cool, Chris. Very cool. I don't even know what this flag means. Do you guys know? That's the what they yeah. wave when the winner passes the finish oh. line. That means stop shopping. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks very much, Chris. We really appreciate it. Um, any other housekeeping? No? Okay. That's it for me. Then we will go ahead and start with the news. Actually, I do before you move on. Uh, we will not start with the news. Go ahead. Then. Um, I want to announce in our housekeeping that we have a podcast chat. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. podcast board uh, every Wednesday night from 8.45 to 10.30. Now, is Disney Dining making these times? <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't have had 8.30 to 10.30? No, It's Alex like 8.46 to 10.30. And by the way... Do not come late because at ten thirty you are unceremoniously cut off. Bye, boom, it's over. The chat room will close yeah, automatically we, we, by itself. We have the yeah, we have the chat room set up on a, a, a schedule of when it's open and when it's closed. We don't like the chat room being open uh, when it's not being moderated because uh, some adults can't be trusted. Well, John with. and I were there this Saturday night. And it was great fun. So we suggest that if you have a chance between eight forty-five and ten thirty on Wednesday night. That's Eastern Standard Time. You come join us. And they've asked if Corey and Julie will show up one night. So we told them to no. show Because <laughs> really, it really is frightening what some adults will do on a Disney fan site, don't you think? <laughs> Alleged adults, anyway. Anyway, if that's it, we're going to move on with the news. Uh, the Mad Tea Party assailant completes her jail term. Victoria Walker has been released from prison, having served 48 days following her battery conviction in the Mad Tea Party case. Additionally, Walker has fulfilled the anger management portion of her sentence and has nine months of probation to serve. Walker was found guilty of assaulting Amy Krause at Disney's Mad Teacup Party attraction in May of 2007. The two were involved in an altercation, which led to Walker's arrest and subsequent conviction. During the trial, Walker claimed she acted in self-defense and that Krause pushed her first. Following the verdict, Krause filed a lawsuit charging Disney with lax security. Walker contends that Krauss incited this incident with the goal of seeking monetary compensation. She stated, quote, and I believe if, I, if it hadn't been me, it would have been someone else. She was looking for a victim, and that is my honest belief. It's, sad, it's a sad thing when a person would try to ruin another person's life just to get money, end quote. And I'm waiting for the Lifetime movie with that. Yeah, really, there's going to be a, yeah. <laughs> and Lonnie Anderson, because it's the <laughs> The only time they get either of them get work. Or Melissa Gilbert. <laughs> or Melissa Gilbert, yeah. <laughs> Our next news story this week, I was... Jean Smart. <laughs> Jean she's Smart. Too. <laughs> no, don't pick on her. Yeah, I like she's her. doing very well with yeah. Samantha Who. Yeah, put your brother on the phone. <laughs> Frazier. Our next news story, I was watching this uh, yesterday morning, like, horrified. A massive fire engulfed Universal Studios Hollywood. Over the weekend, a massive fire destroyed millions of dollars worth of property at Universal Studios California, including the King Kong attraction and the Courthouse Square set that was used in the Back to the Future movies. Actually, that's not 100% accurate. A lot of that set was damaged. The actual courthouse itself, though, was not. Thank goodness. 
the fire broke out early Sunday morning uh, and before being contained was as large as two city blocks. The fire also destroyed a warehouse containing many Universal films. Fortunately, none of them were the originals. They were all copies. Ron Meyer, president and CEO of NBC Universal, told reporters that the master film negatives were stored at a completely different location and have not been affected. Firefighters were able to keep the flames from spreading to the surrounding area, and the, uh, from what I understand, the uh, uh, theme park is open for business as usual. Um, I'm, ge- I'm guessing there probably will not be a tram ride for a while since um, this, the, the, the New York Street was what was affected, the King Kong attraction, obviously. This is where the tram goes through. Uh, so, But uh, fortunately, no one was hurt. A few firefighters did have some smoke inhalation, but nothing serious. Nobody was hurt. It was only property that was damaged. And like I said, the theme park remains intact and open for business. It's really not going to affect much in terms of that. But that was something they were very, very worried about yesterday was that this fire was going to spread. I, when we were watching it, I, I kept thinking, they can rebuild the King Kong exhibit. I hope no one's hurt. And when they got talking about that film vault, at first they weren't announcing that it was that there was another one. I think that was really smart of them to keep a duplicate copy. I mean, that's just good Oh yeah, smart sense. But it was kind of worrisome that you know you think the master copies of some of those movies might be gone. Yeah. Well, fortunately, you know, like they said, nothing uh, nothing happened to the masters. The negatives were all in a vault somewhere else. That's great. And I'm sure they keep those in some kind of fire fireproof vault where you know it would really take something extraordinary to get. If they don't, they do now. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it. I just you know I'm just watching that going on now. You know. Uh, just for fear that it would it would spread over to the uh, to the theme park. Fortunately, it's actually scary. We were out yesterday or the day before. It was Saturday night. Saturday night, coming down Osceola Parkway, just past Hunters Creek. Those woods down there were all on fire. <sighs> Big fires down there. You can actually see the flames coming up. Mm. It was scary. It's been dry over here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yesterday we had a little shower over our way. We do too, but they last like six minutes. Yeah. We had it was like bad thunder and oh, did you really? uh huh. Yeah, you noticed that once the uh, weather here started getting hateful, I haven't been doing the temperature updates. <laughs> there was a it's three hundred and four degrees. The sun. Really, there was a question on our boards about people are watching. We gave out certain uh, websites if you wanted to check the weather. So people coming to uh, Disney are checking the weather, and they want to know the difference between isolated and scattered thunderstorms. And I tried to explain it. It's hard to explain when you're typing. Scatter- I'm not sure that I know the difference. Well. In in Orlando, it can be raining on one side of the street. Yeah, uh, you can be. Well, I was. I gave the example. We were six blocks away from home the other night, and we were in a torrential downpour, thunder, lightning. Six blocks away, my mother said it wasn't raining. So mm. that's an isolated thunderstorm. Julie just mentioned that you know she got thunderstorms the other day. We didn't get them, and we're not that far away. So scattered thunderstorms means that there's more of them across the area. Isolated thunderstorms means it can be raining like a son of a gun where you are. Go. Th- three minutes in the opposite direction and it's dry as a bone all right just so you people can feel better after all after me giving you the weather report and the temperature all winter it's 95 degrees here right now and the humidity is through the roof we were in epcot yesterday and it was hateful hot it was really bad so all right and our final news story this week the world science festival took place in new york city last week the four-day event covered a wide variety of topics, including things like robotics, green buildings, parallel worlds, and yes, the science of Disney Imagineering. Our own Wild Oscar was on hand for the Disney presentation and called in with a report. So here is Oscar. Hey, it's Wild Oscar coming to you live from World Science Festival. It's the uh, second day that I've been here. Last night I got to see... The, uh, the Cool Jobs exhibit, or uh, exposition, uh, kind of a stage show where several people got up on stage uh, and got to talk about their jobs. The, uh, the guy from Disney went last, and uh, it seemed like his presentation was somewhat rushed because it seemed like everybody else went a little bit long. Um, but I did get a chance to talk to him after the presentation. Um, he spoke on, uh, you know, how they made uh, Typhoon Lagoon and how the... the the gizmo works that makes the waves and the research that they had to do and you know he's a surfer and you know they he had filmed him you know out in the water in typhoon lagoon and explaining you know how we can make the wave break at exactly the right point so you can always catch a wave to be able to surf then was uh, explaining um 
uh, an animation that they had for uh, the, the the remodel, so to speak, of uh, Disney's California Adventure, uh, and uh, a, a 3D rendering of the roller coaster. And uh, they played the 3D rendering of the roller coaster as you would ride it, next to a video of the as-built ride. And pretty much so, they were dead-on exact with each other. But then again, that's what you'd expect. Oh, I am sitting here with uh, Lucky the Dinosaur, who just happened to uh, uh, open up the windows of his tent, and now he's walking out here to say, Hi, I'm going to break out my video camera and, and take a few pictures. Oh, can you hear Lucky in the background? Talk to you later. So we'll guess that uh, Oscar thought it was an incredible presentation. He did. He seemed to really like it. I don't like science. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's an awfully broad punt, paintbrush you're painting with. Over that's, hate speech. that's hate speech against scientists. <laughs> I don't like science. Oh, my okay. gosh. I don't I, like lima beans. I was just being, felt like I was being tortured in school learning all those science lessons. and oh, I mean, good for him that he loves it. <laughs> it was just out of nowhere. Really. <laughs> Oh, so that will uh, that will actually do it for the news, I guess. Just wanted to uh, make everybody now. Now, is, wait, wasn't Anthony supposed to be going to the World Science? We suggested Space? he did. I don't. I haven't heard whether he did or not. Oh, okay. There was another one of our listeners, or uh, one of the posters on the podcast board, who was going to be at the science festival, and he and Oscar were both wearing uh, Diz Unplugged shirts. Cool. So they were going to look for each other. I haven't heard whether they found each other or not. Oscar stalked him. <laughs> Oscar stalked him around New York City. Give me a cruise. Cool. Well, thanks very much for that, Oscar. I appreciate you calling it in. And that will do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and I'm going to go first. Um, you know, I was paying. You know, I was watching this weekend as the shuttle lifted off to uh, go bring that next component up to the International Space Station. One of the things they were talking about on the news was how the size of the space station right now—it's basically two football fields, size of two football fields—and it can be seen at night if you know where to look. And you know what time it can be seen at night with the unaided eye moving across the sky. And turns out there's a web page that you can actually enter in where you are, and it will tell you uh, what time and where in the sky you'll be able to spot the space station as it's flying overhead. And uh, I'm not going to read the entire URL because it's a long one, but uh, we will put that up on the on the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Thought it was really really cool. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is uh, DCL is offering a special half-off deposit promotion through June 15th. Mm-hmm. This one has me scratching my head. i got to be honest. Okay, there goes my rapid fire. He just stole his rapid Oh, did I? That's okay. Go ahead. I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit because it's just it really does have me scratching my head. Disney is, requ- is, is offering half that you can pay half the usual deposit on a Category 4 through 12 stateroom that sailed between September 1st, 2008 and December 30th, 2009. If you make any changes to the reservation after June 15th, you add another adult, something like that, you're going to have to, it's going to revert back to the full deposit. But it should be noted that this is not a discount. They are just letting you defer half of your deposit amount until later, you know, uh, until you pay your, your full balance. They're making it affordable up front. What? Well, well, I get that's the idea. Um, the idea is it's not uh, as much out of your pocket now, so that perhaps it'll, it give people the incentive to book now. This is a copy of what other cruise lines are doing. Disney Cruise Line is on this kick now, where they're trying to mimic what a lot of other cruise lines are doing. Royal Caribbean. I have some suggestions for them. Yeah, really. How about lowering your price to what other cruise lines? <laughs> yeah, are really. How about you know? How, how about yielding your prices the way other uh, cruise lines do? So, what the idea is that. You know, you're going to pay less up front. However, the funny part is, you didn't, I don't know if you said this or not, and I apologize if you did. If because you, you weren't listening. I probably weren't. <laughs> I was probably counting my teeth I or start something. Talking, <laughs> I start talking, and he just glazes over. Yeah. been dealing with that for years. I was thinking about my pretty, pretty car. Um, if, you, if you cancel within the cancellation window, they're going to charge you the full deposit. Well, I haven't paid the full deposit. We're coming to your house. How are you going to get it? Yeah, <laughs> if I've only paid half the deposit and I cancel and I'm within the penalty period, how are you going to get the rest out of me? Uh, it's just... You know, 
Look, if you're having trouble filling the ships, if you're having trouble getting your advanced bookings, I think there are much, much better strategies DCL could be employing right now than something nonsensical like this. This is kind of like a non-event. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a non-event. You know, you don't have to pay the full deposit. Wow, thanks. Hmm. Thanks. Just pay it later. Part of this is it's important to note that this is not a price reduction, simply a waiver of half of the usual deposit required. So you're going to pay it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay it. Uh, yeah, it's not, you're not saving money. anything. I don't know. I just think of all the promotions Disney Cruise Line could have done, I think they could have come up with something better than this. Yeah, really? So, all right, who else? I guess I'll go next. All right, Mrs. Martin. The alehouse menu, the Orlando alehouse menu. Sorry, alehouse is slang for locals. <laughs> um, it's on the site. Corey scanned it and put it up. It's on the main dining page. And then um, the universal ticket. There's a rumor that it's going to increase soon. It's going to go from seventy nine ninety nine to eighty nine ninety nine per ticket. So if you're coming soon, get buy those, those tickets. tickets now. Even if you're not coming soon, yeah, get those tickets. Those tickets do not expire, folks. We've talked about the Orlando Alehouse a lot, and people write to us all the time asking us where it is and how to get to it and stuff like that. It's great that they're going to be able to see what the menu is. You know, the cheese yeah. the cheese stands alone on this one, but I think the Orlando Alehouse is just completely overrated. I found nothing at all special about it the couple of times I've eaten there. It has never really impressed me. It's affordable, and there's a lot of options for a lot of people. Right? Yeah. Doesn't mean the food's any good. Is the menu nice and big when you scan it? Because it's large, is small. You, you, you can read everything. Okay. I made it real big. Cool. Um, I have the the performers for the Eat to the Beat concert series for Epcot's Food and Wine Festival this year. I'm going to list them um, in order from September 26th through um, November 9th. Let's play a game. Let's see how many we think. Oh, they're still alive. Yeah, some of these I know. Some of these I do not. Or let's see who shouldn't be on the list. <laughs> the um. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Sheena Easton. Sheena. Starship starring Mickey Thomas and Vogue. Um, Johnny Lang, Peebo Bryson, Sister Hazel, David Sanborn, John Cicada, Spyro. Delete, 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 delete. delete. <laughs> John Cicada, yeah, we don't like him. Spyro Gyra, Otis Day in the Nights, Expose, Cool in the Gang. They're everywhere. <laughs> um, boys to Men. Atlanta. Um, delete, 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 yes, delete, 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 um, Atlanta Rhythm Section, David Cassidy. <laughs> delete, 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 Night Ranger and Los Lobos. David Cassidy. Yeah. Can I tell you something funny? We were out the other night, and we decided to go to the Palm and pick up a piece of cake to go for Kevin's mother. She loves the... Their carrot cake. The carrot cake, which, when you get it, is like the size of a big... Regular cake, but it's like a four-pound piece of cake, and it costs fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's huge, a huge piece of character. And we she forgot, has it for a month. She does. She eats it all month. We forgot that it was the night that Brett Michaels was playing. Oh, it was packed. Yeah, it's it sold out. Fifty dollars a ticket. Where was this? At Velvet Sessions. Oh, at Velvet Sessions. Yeah. I'm they sorry. charge fifty dollars yep. a ticket for Brent Michaels. Sure I would did. rather shoot myself in the foot <laughs> than go see him. And he was sold out like two weeks before the show. I was the one who went into the actual hotel, and I have to tell you, the Spinal Tap crowd <laughs> was hanging out. <laughs> Smell the glove. We yeah. told you guys when we saw him at Mardi Gras, he was terrible. First of all, he was all sweaty and out of breath. I mean, he's probably bald underneath that. <laughs> yeah, but I was like that cowboy hat in Epcot yesterday. And he wears his own shirt. Who does that? <laughs> it's like, she well, was like, if I want to see sweating out of breath, I'll come to the party. You know, <laughs> congratulations, Brett Michaels. You were able to sell out a hotel lobby. <laughs> you know, really, come on. And he was singing songs that he just, he he wasn't the person who sang them. I mean, he was doing a lot of covers. He was co- he doing covers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he butchered Sweet Home Alabama. That's, oh, it was horrible. That's what we heard he from the car. I butchered it. I was like, time to leave. Time to leave. <sighs> <laughs> Stick to your reality show. <laughs> I was in. I, I had to use the restroom while I was waiting for my cake to um, be pr- packaged up, and um, I, I didn't know the name of the song. But one of the gentlemen with really long hair and leather pants, and all I kept thinking the entire time I was in there, it's two hundred degrees outside, <laughs> and you're wearing leather pants. He kept screaming. I hope he does Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> it's a name I haven't heard since like 1976, but it was kind of funny. Wow. Yeah, Brent Michaels. What a shame. So all the list of performers we have for this Eat to the Beat concert, there are, we have links to their official sites. So if you want to go hear some of their music, check it out. 
Corey says this with, a, with a sneer in his voice. If you want to hear some of the music. <laughs> All right, thank you, Corey. Kevin. Oh, that's right. You don't have anything. I took you. <laughs> take this one. I was going to read. I, all it says is one thing. Yeah, but don't you remember we did it? It's rapid. No. All right. We went to uh, downtown Disney the other day, and we poked our heads into the art of Disney. Oh, now I remember. Go ahead. No, you do it now. No, I forget. Go ahead. Okay. And the art of Disney has something that I've not seen before, but it's not exactly brand new. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. They're the art on demand. So instead of buying a poster nowadays, you can go through and scroll through their computer database of all the available posters. You can pick one and have it printed. But the really cool thing is you can have it printed on either a regular poster paper or you can have it printed on canvas. Really? So it almost looks like it's a hand-painted piece of art. Oh, that's pretty cool. They have some up on the wall that are absolutely gorgeous. And you can get things like original attraction posters. Yeah, these are available, the ones we have up here in the Wow, those in canvas would be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the canvas ones because they stick off the wall a little bit. They're right. like a half an inch deep. However, the posters are 38 and $48, depending on the size you get. When you go up into canvas, it goes to 155 and 185 Yeah. And that's just the canvas rolled if you want to then get it mounted. And oh, that's, it. that's not mounted? No. The no. mount is like $400. Oh, yeah. Frames are expensive. The stretcher strips were less expensive. If you wanted to have it framed, it was $400. Oh, yeah. See, I, think I was thinking of the stretcher strips. I think you can have it mounted. I think she said $75. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or you can go to Michael's Craft Store and do it for like 12 Yeah, I've built my own before. They're cheap. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a really cool thing. They, they've gotten away from that, you know, um, 11 million posters everywhere type mm-hmm. of thing, and it's a lot more the classics collection stuff, and now the posters on demand I think are cool. It's a wide variety. They have a lot. They had a bunch of concept art. We saw one of Mark Davis's, um, you can buy the concept art for... Pirates, uh, of, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, it's a copy of the concept art. Right. You're not buying the original, but that's something you kind of don't see. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you very, very much, everybody. That'll do it for Rapid Fire. We're going to move on. And next up, Julie Martin has the next installment in her Disney Weddings series, Mrs. Martin. I had told you guys that I was going to do the Couture collection next, but I decided to do the Escape. It is the least expensive collection. Um, I would imagine that more people are attracted to this one. <laughs> it starts at uh, $4,000, which is a little more reasonable than fifty. It's a wedding that's just for the bride and groom and 18 of your closest family and friends, but some of your ceremony locations do have a maximum occupancy of 10 guests, so it would be a, a very small wedding. Is that like in the room? Family suites at the All Star Music. (laughs) Um, We're going to get to locations in a moment, but the Escape Wedding is available on Monday through Friday at 10 a.m., 12 p.m., 2:30 p.m., and 5 p.m. They do require a minimum four-night stay at a resort that's owned and operated by Walt Disney World for the bride and groom. Obviously, additional guests are an additional cost if they stay on property. As I said, the price does start at $4,000. This includes an organist and a solo violinist for the ceremony, as well as a magical amenities package. Now, this package includes a fresh floral bouquet for the bride and a fresh flower boutonniere for the groom, a two-tiered wedding cake with a keepsake topper and one bottle of your fairy tale cuvee. It serves six people. (laughs) (laughs) So if you only have ten people in your wedding party, just get one more bottle. (laughs) But. That's another four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. Then you have your violinist for the ceremony and reception, which is included a four consecutive hour limo to transport you and your guests on the wedding day. You'll get a professional Disney photographer for the ceremony and reception with up to two hours of coverage only. This includes an album of twenty photos chosen by you and then a contact sheet of all the images that are taken during the entire event. You'll get a personalized wedding website and an online planning kit. And then two half-hour planning consultations with a Disney wedding coordinator. These are over the phone and prior to the wedding, obviously. You'll get two Walt Disney World annual passes for the bride and groom. The start date for this year would be January 1st, 08. So if you're getting married, like, December 23rd, <laughs> you better use those suckers pretty quickly. <laughs> but uh, Your annual pass expires on January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> there is a treat. <laughs> But if you're getting married in June and you come back, you know, it could be a good thing for you. That's weird. Um, Then you can add other features if you wish. Now, ceremony locations, there are just a few, not as many as your your other collections. 
They have the Disney Wedding Pavilion at the Grand Floridian, Sunset Point at the Polynesian, Sunrise Terrace at the Wilderness Lodge, the Wedding Gazebo at the Yacht Club Resort, and then Seabreeze Point at the Boardwalk. So it kind of, in my opinion, this package, you don't have so much to choose from. It makes it easier to narrow down, you know, what you want to get, what you want to do. Now, the bouquet that is included, you have a few different styles to choose from, and they all come with a matching boutonniere. You can choose hand-tied French roses. You can do a cascade bouquet. Um, one's called the Tussie Mussy. It has white roses and freesia. I think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> and Stephanotis. I think I'm saying that right. And then you have the Calla Lily bouquet or an island bouquet, which obviously is much more exotic than the others. And then you have some enhancements to choose from. If you want, would like to have corsages for, say, mothers, grandmothers, or boutonnieres for your father, um, groomsmen. I don't know if you'd have that with only 18 people, but whatever. And then your bridesmaids bouquets. These would all be an additional cost. Now, as far as entertainment, they do have some enhancements. Additional cost again. You can have a flutist or a guitarist join your violinist for $525. You can have Major Domo dressed in a Renaissance costume carry your rings down the aisle for $650. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> How much is that for Captain Domo? <laughs> and then I'll carry your rings for free. <laughs> Just for some cake. Um, Just carry your rings yourself. <laughs> then you can have Disney characters. Now, remember, these are subject to availability, and they cost anywhere from $800 to $1,200. You can choose from Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Chip, Dale, Pluto, and Goofy. For a half hour, one character is 800 and then half hour for two characters is 1200 I think that's quite expensive. I would... Did Chip and Kale Dale count as two characters? <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're half a character each. Yeah. And then you have ceremony transportation enhancements. Since, you know, in your package you only get the four-hour limo, you could do the Cinderella's coach. With six Welsh ponies, a driver, and two footmen for $2,700. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> you can have a horse-drawn Landau, or Landau coach. It's a white coach drawn by one quarter horse and a driver. 17. One quarter of a horse? <laughs> you don't know what a quarter horse is? It's a type of horse. Oh. And then uh, that costs $1,700. You could do the white vintage Rolls Royce for 800 or the black convertible vintage Model A Ford for 600 just have your dad drive you up in the convertible Sebring. <laughs> yeah, really. Kevin and, John, Kevin and John will drive you around in the Sebring. <laughs> the Dreams Cruiser. <laughs> the Dreams Cruiser. Oh, then you have your photography upgrades because you, um, if you choose one of these, it's going to replace the original package in the magical amenities at an additional charge. You have Ariel's collection, which is $350. That's $350. Um, the photographer will capture all the highlights of your celebration on a digital camera. This is suitable for an elopement-style ceremony, and it accommodates reprint sizes up to 30 by 40. Cinderella's collection, price $750 to $1,225. All portraits are captured using a high-quality digital camera, not just a digital camera. <laughs> this is best for your traditional wedding pictures and ideal for reprint Do you get sizes. you the camera? <laughs> no, or the photographer. Why wouldn't they all be high-quality? I don't get that. <laughs> It's not the Kodak Easy Share, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is going to be best for your reprint sizes from wallet all the way up to the 30 by 40 wall portraits. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I would go with the Cinderella collection so you have the high-quality digital photos. <laughs> now, the photography... <laughs> $500 per megapixel. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the photography enhancements that you can would be an add-on... Are the portrait session, priced two hundred and seventy-five to thirteen hundred dollars, where you'd get a personalized portrait session at your choice of a Walt Disney World theme park or resort, and they have indoor or outdoor locations. I would not suggest outdoor if you're getting married during the summertime. Mm -mm. You're gonna sweat to death in that beautiful dress. And don't pick love bug season. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the black and white add-on, photo photojournalistic add-on, which is three hundred and forty dollars. Now, you can choose between black and white or sepia photographs. The album cover has gold artwork of Cinderella Castle and reads, Our Disney Memories. Officiants, obviously that would be your choice. A list of officiants is provided so you can choose the person that best suits you and your fiancé for the ceremony, and they are not included in the escape package. Any fees will have to be paid directly to the officiant of choice. 
And right there, I'm going to make a little note. If you're Catholic, a Catholic priest will not marry you on Disney property. The Catholic Church does not recognize a marriage outside of the church. So a lot really? of brides will do two ceremonies. I didn't realize that. Regina told me that. I was not aware of that. Yeah. So um, if you're Catholic, maybe go ahead and get married at home and then come and have your Disney wedding or, or vice versa. Right. Then um, videography. This is an additional cost. It's not included in the package at all, but the videographer would capture your intimate event from ceremony to send off. There's no pricing for that. <laughs> That's more like call and ask. Uh, dining, your cake, you'll get to choose the flavor. It'll either be chocolate, yellow, marble, or almond. And then the filling flavors available are chocolate mousse, white chocolate mousse, strawberry mousse, raspberry mousse. <laughs> That's a lot of mousse. <laughs> um, buttercream or amaretto mousse. And then after amaretto the, mousse. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't sound very good. I can't stand the smell of that stuff. Now, after your cake and champagne toast, you can choose to dine in one of the Walt Disney Resort's fine restaurants. Obviously, that would be an additional cost for you and your guests. And then with beverage services, you can offer your guests a variety of additional beverages at an additional cost. Notice everything is additional cost. <laughs> everything, yeah, of course. It's Disney. Um, then last but not least, your wedding website. You'll get to choose from six different color palettes. You can have magical blue, robin's egg blue, pastoral, fairytale fuchsia, golden celebration, and purely platinum are your choices. Once the wedding is booked, the website is going to be put in place. This will assist you and your guests, and it will also contain all the necessary information for your guests, and it will detail the event. Then after the wedding, the photos will be here to make it easier to order your prints. And that's all. That was a short one. Yeah, that was short. If you want to use the restrooms, it's an additional cost. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's if you want us to say hello to you, it's an additional right. cost. So... It's 4000 for the basic thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like if you wanted to really add this stuff, you're looking at eight to $10,000. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So why not just go ahead and go with the other collection, you know, so you can invite as many people as you want. Mm. I mean, I can't imagine having to pick 18 people that I wanted to invite. That'd be really hard. Unless you didn't have any friends. <laughs> you know, it could be one of those scenarios. Or just tell them to kind of stand off to the side and listen. You know? <laughs> Pretend you're not with us. Go stand on the beach at the Grand Floridian <laughs> while we're in the wedding pavilion. Oh, gosh. Now, but, as, you've been doing, as you've been doing this research, uh, I know you, you put a lot of effort into planning your wedding when you and Corey got married. As you're doing your research, you know, are, are, is this striking you as something you would have liked to have done? No. No. How come? Because all of our families in Louisiana. I mean, I know that people do travel here for their wedding, but we would have had to do <laughs> the 18 people wedding. Yeah. And the, okay, first of all, I have I have four parents. You know, Corey has two. Then you have grandparents that you don't want to not invite or include. And then all of our friends and the rest of our family, because we both come from pretty large families. The question becomes: What do you do with those people? Do you? Do the bride and groom pay for you to come to Disney? Or right. those people right. pay for themselves? Yeah. Because and, at a lot of weddings, the bride and groom, they do pay. Yeah. You know, because you're in, you know, you're the one inviting. You're inviting, yeah. Um, and at the time that we got married, I wasn't so Disney crazy. So I wouldn't have really but wanted even to have now, the mouse. But even now, though, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really appeal to you. No. I'd rather do like a renewal at Castaway. There you go. Hint, hint. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I mean, not like next year. But yeah, really. You just married like, what, three years ago, right? Four, four. Has it been four already? Oh, yeah. Wow, before in July. But we, we've known each other and been together for ten years, so it's... Well, yeah. I, I, no, I just, I, I know you guys have been together a long time. I just, I didn't realize that four years had gone by mm-hmm. already. My Lord. Time flies, huh? When you're having fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you very much for that, uh... Mrs. Martin. You're welcome. And we're going to move on. Kevin Close has his review of Restaurant Marrakesh over at Epcot. Very interested to hear what you thought of this. All right. I have, some, I have to preface this. I don't really know much about Moroccan food. I'm not an expert. This was really, other than, I've had couscous. Other than that, I, I'm not really well versed in it. My exposure to Moroccan food is the food and wine festival. Mm -hmm. So I kind of approach this as a real tourist. This was completely new to me. I have been inside restaurant Marrakesh twice before this. And both times, these were years and years ago, we sat and waited an unbelievably long time before anyone even approached the table and we got up and left. So we went in yesterday. I was kind of 
not sure what to expect. It, we had no trouble getting an ADR on the day of, so it's one of those things to keep in mind if you're looking for some place to go. And we had a two o'clock reservation, and we got there about twenty five minutes early. We were met very by a very nice young hostess who told us there was absolutely no problem, and we had about a five minute wait before we were seated. But that was that was good because it was so hot outside. It gave us a little bit of a chance to freshen up. When you walk into Restaurant Marrakesh, it's a large open space, and both sides of the restaurant, both ends of the restaurant are raised up. Uh, uh, there's a couple of stairs, but it is completely handicapped accessible. Uh, while I was waiting, I also checked out the restroom, and I can only speak for the men's room, but I'm assuming the ladies' room is the same. That's fully handicapped accessible. While we were uh, waiting, they brought us our, our menus. They were The service, I have to say right from the beginning, the service was wonderful. You couldn't have asked for better service. They were attentive. When we walked in, there was a man standing there waiting for us with a pitcher of ice water. He kind of made mention of the fact that it was so hot outside. He knew we must be thirsty. So our glasses were filled as we were being seated. And I thought that was just a really nice touch. It was kind a nice of, touch. That's one of those Disney things, you know. I thought it was really kind of magical. Uh Magical water. <laughs> I just think the fact that he mentioned it, you yeah. know, I think it's kind of a, a thoughtful thing. We sat and looked at the menu. Now, again, I approach this as I've never really had this, so it was a complete experiment for me. John and I decided we were going to start with the appetizer combination for two. Now, I apologize right up front if I mispronounce some of this because I've never, never even read it before. The appetizer Don't combination. You know nothing? Yeah, exactly. Nothing Moroccan. Uh, the appetizer combination for two was fifteen ninety five. You got a beef, two beef brawat rolls, a chicken bastilla, and a jasmine salad. Now, this is going to be a consistent thing throughout the review. They brought out this small platter of food. Now, a beef brawat roll is a very small egg roll type thing. It's about two inches long, two and a half inches long, and it looks like an egg roll. Mm. It is minced beef in phyllo dough that has been deep fried and covered with cinnamon and powdered sugar. So mm. it's kind of like a beef donut. <laughs> um, it actually sounds kind of good. So you threw the powdered sugar on. Gross. I, it was surprising. The chicken bastilla is... The same exact thing. It's phyllo dough with chicken, but instead of being a roll like an egg roll, it's shaped more like a hockey puck. Now, I'm not comparing it to a hockey puck. I'm just saying that for the shape, it's more of a disc, and you get one of those that's been cut in half. So there's two of them, and you get a small serving of salad. Now, this isn't even the size of a dinner salad. It's And this is supposed to be for two people? Yeah, and it's $16. Wow. So uh, you got a small side dish of salad. The salad was good. It was uh, cucumbers and tomatoes and green peppers and lettuce. And it tasted like ranch dressing with a little mint in it. Ew. It was, it was actually really good. It I was, know it sounds weird. It was, it was refreshing. Very, yeah. It was very refreshing. Uh, John didn't care for... Oh, now, the chicken bastilla is in phyllo dough. It's minced chicken in phyllo dough with cinnamon and powdered sugar on it. So you get a chicken donut and a beef donut. <laughs> chicken donut. <laughs> Sounds so funny. I'm sorry. It's got powdered sugar and cinnamon on Sounds it. Sounds like a donut. It, You're right. It's a Zeppeli with chicken inside it. Uh, it, it was good. It, they were tasty. John didn't care for the chicken, and I didn't care for the beef, so it worked out okay. However, this is $16, and I'm going to guess total. You got four or five ounces of food. Wow. It's a lot. It's a lot for very little. John also decided to try the soup. It's Harira soup. Again, I apologize for mispronouncing this. It's a traditional hearty soup flavored with tomatoes, lentils, and lamb. It was basically tomato vegetable soup with some lentils in it. It was $6 or five ninety-five a bowl, and it was quite tasty. It was the wrong thing on a hot day, but it was very good. They bring you out sort of um, a flatbread, and the soup and the flatbread... That was pretty good. We decided to move on. Now, John decided to try something called the Taste of Morocco at twenty seven ninety five, and I tried the Sultan's Feast at twenty one ninety five. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I was expecting, you know, platters. <laughs> when you hear Sultan's Feast, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of food. A lot of food. You think belly dancers are going to just keep bringing you plates and <laughs> plates of food, right? Apparently the... <laughs> Until I explode. Apparently the Sultans in Morocco are on the Pritikin diet. <laughs> South they Beach. Must all, they must all be very thin. My dish consisted of another one of those beef rolls. I'm going to guess two tablespoons of seven vegetable couscous. And a chicken skewer. Now, the chicken skewer had six small, think marble-sized, bites of chicken. The couscous was, and I'm not exaggerating, I had two tablespoons of couscous, and I found chickpeas, a cabbage leaf, green pepper, and some onion. So there are three vegetables that I couldn't identify in my couscous. Hmm. And I got another one of those beef rolls, which I wasn't happy with the first time. And again, it's covered with powdered sugar and cinnamon. I, the food was tasty. The chicken was in a lemon sauce. The couscous, what there was of it, was tasty. And John ate the beef brawat roll. <laughs> John, on the other hand, got um, the soup was included with his meal. He got the lemon chicken. He got the couscous with four out of seven vegetables. <laughs> and he got a roast lamb mashoy which is a Moroccan tradition, roasted lamb shank in natural juices. Now, this sounds like a lot of food. These are incredibly small portions. The only thing that had any heft to it was the lamb shank, and what was there was mostly bone. He described it as very good. I'm not a lamb fan. Mm. Yeah, neither am I. But he enjoyed it, and the bone was clean when he was done. Always is. Uh, <laughs> As my brother would say, bones dipped in acid yeah. when we're done. Exactly. No meat left. Uh, dinner went, or lunch went very quickly. There was just nothing to eat. <laughs> it was, there were these tiny, tiny portions. And while it was tasty, there just wasn't enough of it. I can compare everything we had to the Food and Wine Festival. It was a, a portion smaller than you get at the Food and Wine Festival. And at the Food and Wine Festival, your portions are 2 to $4 a piece, unless you get something really, like with lobster in it. Right. So I added up my meal, and my meal would have been 8 to $10 if purchased separately at the Food and Wine Festival. And I paid twenty one ninety five for it. Mm. Now, during your meal, they do have some entertainment. There were two gentlemen who played Moroccan music, and they had a belly dancer who you would have sworn was Ariel. Do they oh, come really? to your table and sing? No, no, okay. no. God, no there, there's a, a center area. That's what John, John got that deer in the headlights look. Is she going to come over and ring oh, cymbals over my head that. or something? <laughs> this was very non-confrontational. She whirled around in the middle of the room. She was beautiful and she was very athletic looking. And now, again, I tell you, I, I've never been to Morocco. My Moroccan experience is this. Moroccan music after about three minutes... Makes you want to put a bullet through your head. <laughs> <laughs> the good part of this was she went out into the audience and she brought all the little girls that were in the restaurant. And it wasn't a crowded day, so there was only five or six of them. But she gave them all belly dancing lessons. And they ranged in age from like three, I'd guess, to seven. That was the highlight. They were really, they were hilarious You to didn't watch. get up and try and belly dance again? You know, I was going to. It was this close. <laughs> Again, the food was very good. The people could not have been nicer. They were trying everything they could to make us happy. And we were. It just, there wasn't enough of it. When it was done, we both looked at each other and said, okay, now where do you want to go? Because yeah. it was like, I was still hungry. There just yeah. wasn't enough. The Sultan went to McDonald's after we ate. <laughs> we, did, we stopped at McDonald's and had Ronald's feast. <laughs> now, we decided to try dessert. And I, John's dessert came with his. We'll get to that in a minute. I decided to try something called the Moroccan Symphony. What are you picturing? It's assorted Moroccan pastries. Now, again, I don't know why I was dumb enough to believe that I was going to get this platter. And at this point, <laughs> I got a teacup saucer. There was a one-inch square of baklava. Now, I know baklava is Greek. But I had the Moroccan version of baklava. Mm -hmm. It was literally one inch by one inch. I had what was originally a round um, pastry. Again, 
shaped about the size about the size of a fifty cent piece, but we had only been given half of it. They had cut it in half, so somebody else got that part of this. <laughs> and what resembled a wet Christmas cookie. And had the taste of a wet mm. Christmas cookie. It was and this was six or I'm sorry, five ninety five. Now again I was expecting the Moroccan symphony symphony to be bigger. It was gone in under 30 seconds. <laughs> like, because you're still hungry from dinner. Right. Because we hadn't eaten before we went in, and when I ordered the Sultan's Feast, I assumed I was going to roll out of Morocco, but... You didn't. Alas, no. <laughs> Alas, no. Um, I have to step away from the mic a minute to get some props. Keep going. We actually brought something with us. I actually have a prop from there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. We actually brought something with us because... People assume I've been accused of being a restaurant elitist. So I wanted you to know that we brought something because there was no way we could describe it to you. I was wondering what was in there. John, John's meal, The Taste of Morocco, came with a fresh fruit dessert. They brought it to the table, and we've brought it with, it, with us to share with you. I would like to hand it to Pete. Pete, lift the lid. And smell it, and tell me what it smells like. And I don't think Julie should smell it because no. she's going to get sick. When did y'all do this? Yesterday. Okay. It's not like 14 days old or anything. It went in a cooler in just the car. Give it a smell. Don't. All right. It. I haven't smelled it yet. I'm just, it looks like a normal fruit salad. Right. And he's got that look on his face of qua. I described it as fruit covered in raid. <laughs> Does it smell? No. I smell. I, it smells like really nice fruit. It smells sweet. It smells... Let me see if I can get the smell. <laughs> He's twirling it. Put your nose in there. Tell me that doesn't smell like Raid. No, I smell melons. <laughs> Corey, has a, Corey has a really good sense right. of smell. Okay, give it to Corey. I don't know. I'm not smelling it's Raid. It's definitely mellowed out it since smells, we brought it home. It smells like fresh fruit. It smells fruity. It doesn't smell bad, but it doesn't smell like the fruit that we get. Doesn't it smell perfumey? <laughs> perfumey, yeah, but Raid. Okay. I wouldn't it say apparently that. has some sort of liqueur or something on it that's a perfumey smell. John, I don't think it smelled, smelled bad at all, honestly. John I mean, took a bite of Try it. And I swear, it, came, it went from Morocco. It went to a cooler in our car. We had a cooler filled with ice. And it went into, Could you travel around with one? We, no, we, we Well, yeah, because when we go out to the car, when you've been in Disney for a while. Don't you love when people do that? This tastes horrible. Taste it. There's definitely something on there. Raid. We're pretty <laughs> sure it's Raid. Well, thank you for serving that to me. <laughs> um, Ew. It's funny that we brought our own grapes from home with us, and we have them on our table. It doesn't taste like our grapes at all. It, it has some kind of... <laughs> it, 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 it tastes like perfume and a chemical. And we both just sat there, and it, it came as such a shock to us. Now, I, I have a feeling some of it's going away a little bit. When we asked them to put it in a cup, when you took the cover off the cup, the people at the table next to us looked at us. Oh, really? Yeah, this this came out pretty strong. Wow. And I think it's some some kind of Moroccan liqueur. Now, I, I didn't think... Well, this was bad. <laughs> this was just bad. I didn't think any of the food was bad. I didn't think any of it was really tastes that I would say, I want that again. I, I don't I find cinnamon and powdered sugar to be a breakfast or a dessert kind of thing. So it's kind of disconcerting to have it on your chicken. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, there's a restaurant here in Orlando called Houston's, which I think serves the best couscous I've ever had. And I compare it to that. And this couscous with seven vegetables, as I said, I could only identify four of the seven, but I had two tablespoons of it. Lunch for the two of us. Now, the only thing we ordered out of the ordinary, we did um, order the $16 appetizer, and I had a soft drink and a $6 dessert. So lunch for the two of us was $75. And we stopped at McDonald's on the way home and got food. It it was just not enough. I I think it's almost criminal, the amount of food that they're serving. For twenty eight bucks, and this was the portion size of the. Uh... That's the portion. The only thing that came out of there before you saw it was a grape, and that's what was served to one person. Now you said you um, you made this ADR without a problem. 
I notice every time we go to Epcot, this, it's always available. You can always yeah. get a reservation. I'm going to guess there's probably – now I'm guessing. I'm going to guess there's 75 tables in here and eight of them were busy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know – I don't have a reason for that other than maybe other people have eaten there before and left hungry. <gasps> I eat in France all the time. And while the prices are commensurate with what it is in Morocco, when you leave, you kind of can't eat anymore. And I've eaten in most of the restaurants in Disney, and you always come out thinking, well, I'm full at least, but this wasn't enough food. And I don't think that any of the things that they were serving, I mean, I could understand if we were having caviar, and you got a tablespoon of caviar, that's a portion of caviar for a, a, a large price. Couscous is a small, like, pearl pasta and it's a dollar a ton. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I found this to be very expensive for what you got. Not bad, not my taste, but it's not the kind of place I would ever go back to. I, I, if I had friends who were dying to go eat there, I would certainly say I would go with them. And I would, n- and I would not steer them away from it, but I would let them know that they're probably not going to get enough to eat. Mm. Now, I do have to tell you a nice story. As I left, they have, my mom collects little um, pill boxes. And I've gotten them in the Caribbean, every pl- Italy, every place we go. Well, they had these really cool, um, they were like stone pillboxes with uh, some little metal work around them. And they were really inexpensive. They were under 10 bucks. And the gentleman who was working at the, sta- at the cash register asked me, was this a gift? And I said, yes. And he said, is it for a female? And I said, yes. So he put it in a box with some tissue paper and he turned it over and he asked me what her name was. And he wrote her name in Arabic, which was really kind That's of cool. That's cool. Yeah. So... Now, they came in different colors. The stones were Let me just say something. The aftertaste on that grape is pretty nasty. It's not great. I can't put my finger on it what that is. There's a taste. Yeah, there is a, there is a taste in that. Now, as I'm really getting the aftertaste right now, it's like... Yeah. I think some of the smell or some of the side it kind of going away, but it was there. Uh, as I These little boxes, I went, was, as I was walking around, I found the exact same thing in a different part of the store with a different color. So I said to the lady, listen, I just bought one of these. I found a color that I like a little better. Can I just exchange one for the other? And she said, sure. So I handed her the box, and she changed out. And she said, oh, I see. I forget what the man's name was. Wrote a name on the bottom of your box. Is this for a, a female? And I said, yeah. And she turned it over, and she goes, oh, her name is Anne. So it really was her name. He wasn't just snowing me. He really did. Right <laughs> Gee, I wonder what he really 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 put on there. What a cynic! <laughs> oh, well, it was it's neat. Um, that's really. Funny. It wasn't that I. It wasn't that I went out testing her. It was just it was part of the story, and I didn't. I just thought it was neat that he even offered to do it. But oh, I mean, her name is Tom. I it's just like when we got the sake cups with our name written in Japanese. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I used to work with a man who had a, a tattoo on his inner arm, and it was Japanese symbols. And I asked him one day what it meant, and. He told me it meant faith and charity and trust and all this other stuff. And one of the other guys I worked with says it really said no fat chicks. So <laughs> <laughs> please don't write to me. I'm fat myself. <laughs> um, but it was just sort of one of those things that I thought it was a really cool thing that he did. And when she sort of verified that he did it without me saying, what does this say? Yeah. It just was it was one of those little Disney moments. Well, Cool. And what are you going to name this review? Raid. <laughs> so I'm going to name it Smell the Fruit. That's what I said to him. I said, Smell the Fruit. <laughs> the gentleman who brought us the water in Morocco looked exactly like Adam Sandler. Oh, really? So John says to me, under his breath, he's the Moroccan water boy. <laughs> I had a hard time. Adam Sandler was in a movie called Waterboy. He, he, he was Adam Sandler's twin. So that's wow. actually an interesting observation for this restaurant. All of the servers are male. The only female was the hostess and the belly dancer, mm. but everybody else was male. I wonder if there's a particular reason for that. Might be a cultural reason for it, but they couldn't have been nicer. They're spectacular. They really mm-hmm. were. So that's my review of Restaurant Marrakesh, and I kind of came away thinking there's a reason I haven't been there. It's just not food that appeals to me. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Before we wrap up the show today, something I've been meaning to mention, I meant to mention last week and really didn't get a chance to. Um, and I, and I, I know you folks know that uh, I am really, really, really judicious. I have tried to be very judicious in uh, the introduction of any uh, uh, advertising or anything like that. 
uh, into the show. Uh, we have enough of it around the site. I really try and keep it off the show. When we do talk about anything that we have a financial relationship with, we, uh, I try and make sure that we disclose that very clearly up front. Uh, I'm going to do that now because I, am going to talk to, I have to talk about the Gaylord Palms, and we do have a financial relationship with them, but there are some things you folks don't know. Well, first, let me congratulate the Gaylord Palms. They were just named uh, Best Place to Work in Central Florida uh, by the Orlando Business Journal. Which is pretty impressive. That's yeah. a pretty impressive yeah. award to get. Yeah, especially when you think of some of the large companies that we have around right. here. Um, so congratulations to them on that. But, um, you know, you've heard me mention in the past that uh, the people that we do business with at these hotels and anybody I do business with, these are people that we've developed relations with, relationships with over time. Uh, I consider these people my friends. Um, it is a uh, business relationship in one area, but we, you know, just kind of, I guess just kind of the way we do business, we like doing business with people we like. And so uh, Todd Farber is the, uh, uh, is our point of contact over at the, uh, he's the director of sales for Gaylord Palms. And we've worked with Todd for a number of years. Uh, Todd was the director of sales over at the uh, Radisson Resort Parkway is how we first got to know him. And since uh, Bob's job had been uh, handling, uh, dealing with all of our uh, off-property or non-Disney-owned hotels, he had gotten to know Todd Farber very, very well over the last five years. And uh, all of you know that we were planning on, on, on obviously doing our live show uh, from the Gaylord Palms um, earlier in May. And then when Bob passed away, that became a, uh, that became a memorial. Those of you who actually uh, who were there for that um, f- were understandably impressed by the kind of incredible job the Gaylord did putting that together for us. Um, the amount of food, the type of food, just this amazing, amazing uh, spread they put out for us. What we haven't told people is that Gaylord refused to take any money from us for that. Um, this really was done as an act of friendship uh, for Bob. Uh, Todd was really... Um, Todd was really moved when Bob passed. And, you know, we were more than happy to pay for it. We had offered multiple times. We tried to make them take money, and they wouldn't. The live show, we had a budget for that, how yeah. much we were going to pay for the room and how much we were going to pay for the, the stuff we were going to have, the snacks and the sort of thing we were going to do. And we were fully in, involved in, in trying to do it, and they just refused, no matter how much I tried. And Spectacular people. Really, really I, you know, well, And, you know, what at Bob's Memorial, we had... Uh, you know, Todd Farber was there from the Gaylord Palms. Uh, Susan Trembley was there from Buena Vista Suites. Uh, Ruben Gonzalez was there from uh, Vista, uh, Sheridan Vistana. Uh, Randall Dobson was there from the, the Swan and Dolphin. And again, these were not people showing up because they have a business relationship with us and they're trying to look good. These are these people genuinely cared about Bob. And um, I, I, I just I, I never got a, a chance to say a very very public thank you. To Todd, on uh, on my behalf, on behalf of the company, on behalf of the site, uh, for the incredible hospitality they showed us, and uh, for Bob's for Bob's memorial, and I just wanted everybody to know that I wanted everybody to know that uh, they did that for us, that they have been uh, uh, Todd's been a tremendous friend to us since the beginning. I know he's a very good friend to Bob. And uh, what I thought what they did with that memorial was was tremendous and very generous. And I wanted to make sure that I, I, I took a moment uh, during the show today and, and let you guys know about that. Again, I'm not sitting here trying to hawk for the Gaylord Palms, although believe me, I was. we just had the webmasters over there a few weeks ago for uh, a gathering. And uh, that impressed the heck out of us. We've been getting feedback from guests who are staying there, and they can't rave enough about it. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's yeah. it's absolutely. I mean, really and truly. Even if you don't stay there, if you get a chance, walk through it. You just go explore. It's an attraction into itself. And again, I don't want to get too much into that because it's going to sound like a pitch. I really did just want to say thank you uh, very much, Todd, and the, and the staff at the Gaylord Palms for your generosity, your understanding, and your friendship. It really, uh, it really was very nice, very special. So somebody's calling in. Yes, yeah, it must. It's definitely a wrong number because it's coming in on one of the secondary lines. That's weird. Sorry, should put them on the air. 
It's like times your sales or something. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I guess I, I think you got to answer it first. Second time. Bob loved getting timeshare calls. You know, <laughs> loved. Have you teacher. ever been around Bob when he got a call from a solicitor? No. Oh my God, it's funny. Oh, you would be rolling on your floor on the floor laughing, and he would keep doing this to you. He would torture that. He would. He would ask them all sorts of stupid and questions. He would say to them, Can you hang on a second? I have to look for something. And he would rattle drawers. And these people would go, Hello, hello. And he'd put them on speakerphone. Hang on, I'm looking for it. And he would go on and on. And you know, people who are doing this are trying to make money. It, he would torture them for a good 20 minutes. He would say, Hold on. He'd put the phone down. He'd go make dinner. <laughs> are you still there? Okay, good. Hang on. And put the phone back down. He'd go do something else. That was very funny. Oh, all right. That is going to do it for our show this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. You all have a great week. 